Chris Ballard's going to talk to the media tomorrow about the NFL draft and what the Colts might do in it. We're going to talk about what he did last year, about a year ago, when he discussed the 2021 draft. Does he tip his hand when he talks to the media? We'll talk about it. Tom Crean was on Dan Dockich's Outkick show today. We'll talk about that. I, I'm always annoyed by Tom Crean. I can't help it. So I was annoyed by the way he looks at college coaching today, given the fact that Jay Wright retired from a very, very lucrative career as a coach earlier this week. Ellie Patberg waved by the Indiana Fever. He, she was always a long shot to make the squad. She didn't make the squad. That's just the way it goes. All right, and uh, Shaden Sharp, by the way, going to stay in the NBA draft this time, and that may impact the Indiana Pacers. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, April 21st, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem? They got a plumbing solution. Give them a call. 765-610-8809. That's the number. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. If you have a question, donate. I'll see the question. Make the question kind of tight because I got about seven seconds to read the entire thing as I continue to talk. Sometimes it gets difficult. That's the way it goes. We try our best to answer all questions, especially when you donate. All right, Chris Ballard is going to talk to the media tomorrow. Does that mean he's going to tell us who he's going to take? It does not. Here's what he told us last year. He was, And he's always fairly forthcoming, as forthcoming as any GM in the NFL. He told us that they will not force the issue, and he tells us that every year. He's not going to force it because they have a need. The question last year was, hey, your needs as we see them, left tackle, D-line, all right, defensive ends. What do you see in this draft relative to those positions? And so what Ballard said and said throughout the media availability was that they're not going to force the issue. Um, it's a really good offensive line draft. Draft, And he said, lots of depth. What'd they do? They took Will Fries in the seventh round. He was the only offensive lineman that they took. The Titans kind of stole one from him, I think, in the second round. But that's the way it goes. They got Dio Odangbo anyway. Uh, edge, they took at two spots. So they did, the, the need, as it was assessed last year, did drive decision-making. Now, that might have been coincidence, but it did drive decision-making. They took two edge guys, Odiangbo and Pei, both edge guys. Um, he said that uh, wide receiver, well, wide receiver appeared not to be a priority last year. So here's how this works, and here's how, why it's important for the Colts to let the board talk to him. Because it would have been great had they taken a wide receiver last year in the draft. That would have been terrific, right? A good one. If it had been a draft like 2019, that would have been really, really good. It wasn't a draft like 2019. There's no question about that. They, there was not the depth, not at all. In fact, outside the top 10, all right, you go outside the top 10 in last year's draft, and you didn't have anybody have post more than, I, I think, 538 yards receiving. At least as a rookie, not a great number, especially for those guys taken in the first round outside the top 10. 
And it, you didn't have anybody more than 538, I should preface it by saying, until 112, uh, where you had Amonra St. Brown. He had over 900 yards receiving last year for the Detroit Lions. Now, would he have had that kind of that kind of jack in terms of receiving yards? Has, had he played for anybody with a competent receiving squad? I don't know. That's a pretty good question. But meaningless for the purposes of this conversation. So what? here's what you do. You go to Pro Football Focus. This is what I do. And I go through the mock draft. I go through my own mock draft machine. I'm taking guys. I got this guy at 42. I got that guy at 73. I'm trying to learn something about this thing. And I get, you get graded at the end by the Pro Football Focus people, which is kind of fun. It's an automated thing, but a grade's a grade. And when you get a good grade, you get a good grade. So this is what I've been doing. I do this a lot. It's, it's embarrassing how often I do it. So here are the takeaways. I reach on tight ends. When I'm taking uh, Jeremy Ruckert or Johnny Woods out of Virginia as a tight end in the third round at 73, I get a bad grade. The people at Pro Football Focus do not like that, not at all. They give me an F for Johnny Woods. They gave me a D for uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Now, with that 42nd overall pick that the Colts currently have, uh, Jalen Dotson is available about 50% of the time. Otherwise, he goes maybe 41, 40, a little bit earlier in the second round. I haven't seen anybody or, or the machine take him in the first round. That doesn't mean that there won't be a general manager who does it. The, this thing is, you know what, it is unreliable at best as a predictor of who's going to take what. But it's interesting at this point. I mean, we got a week right until the first round of the draft. Colts don't have a pick as it stands right now, and I don't think they're going to have a pick in the first round. I've tried to trade up to number 20 so I can get Chris Olave out of Ohio State. That hasn't happened. So the Steelers, they don't like the trades that I'm proposing, and I'm not willing to give away the farm in order to get uh, number 20. At any rate, at 42, uh, Dotson, I've taken. That's worked out fairly well. I get good grades for that. Um, I The other guy that I've taken is uh, Traylon Burks from uh, Arkansas. They like that when I, I get him at 42. At 73, like I told you, I'm reaching for tight ends, Jeremy Ruckert and Johnny Woods. Uh, Zach Tom, I've taken once. Zach Tom, nobody really likes too much. He's a, an offensive lineman out of Wake Forest. You can get him late in other mock drafts, in, in other draft machine things. Pro football focus, a little bit tougher. Zach Tom is an interesting guy because he can back up at all five spots. He can back up at center. He can back up at tackle guard. He's a plug-and-play guy who's going to give you reasonable uh, protection and reasonable run blocking again across the board. So he becomes a kind of a Swiss Army knife backup offensive lineman, which may save you a roster spot, which is nice. Uh, at 122, he's always available. I always take him, and he's an A+. And that's Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. He is a slot guy, a smallish, Danny Amendola, Cooper Cup at best, Julian Edelman type guy. What he's not, 
He's not long. He's not rangy. He's not incredibly fast. He changes speed really, really quickly. Ceiling, Wes Welker. Uh, the floor is goodbye. Go work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Uh, at 159, based upon your suggestions, I've taken I Isaiah Likely, another tight end, and this is at 159. I get an F for that every time I do it. Every time. F. I don't know what that means. A lot of you people in the comments, you like Isaiah Likely. Uh, I do not because I don't like getting Fs. Then at 179, I've taken Joshua Williams out of UNC Pembroke because it seems like the Colts always take a guy like this. He's listed on Pro Football Focus in the draft. I cannot find him anywhere else. I requested him as a connection on LinkedIn today because that's the only thing I could find his name on. There's another Joshua Williams uh, who played uh, college football. He's a wide receiver. This guy is a uh, an offensive lineman. Then I take a 2716, like anybody cares. I don't even care. Uh, Jaquandre White out of South Carolina. A lot of fun to watch, they say. I don't know. I always get an A-plus for taking him late in the sixth round. So I take him. I'm a sap for good grades. And then at 239, I take Brock Purdy, the quarterback out of Ohio, out of Iowa State, because why the hell not? Again, ranked high, I get an A. What have we learned? You know what? The draft is uh, seven days from now. The Colts are going to participate eight days from now and nine days from now. And the team during the draft is going to get better, and they are going to take wide receivers in two of the three spots that they have, like at uh, 42-73 and then 122. Two of those spots are going to be wide receivers. Uh, Tom Crean was on online today on OutKick with Dan Dock. <coughs> Tom continues to annoy. Tom was talking about what a kind of a pain in the ass it is to be a coach these days. And, and he, he gave two, uh, two reasons that I'll convey to you now. He gave more reasons of this, but two reasons that uh, are a cause for his dismay. One, independent contractor assistant coaches. He doesn't like it. You bring in the independent contractors, you don't have trust. And when you don't have trust, you have leaks. So what he's concerned with there is control. He wants to control his staff. He wants his staff to be bought in, and I get it. You should want your staff to be bought in, but maybe not at this level that it kind of ruins your experience as a head coach because these are human beings as well. He also said he is tired of the Weebies. And he said, the Weebies, Dan, are the guys, we be here, we gonna be here. That's what the Weebies are. The guys who are at the schools and actually believe that the welfare of the school is more important than the welfare of the coach. These guys and women, they don't like coaches who come in and try to turn it into the university of, insert coach's name here. They, let's say in Indiana, they want Indiana University to succeed. They don't want the university of, let's say, Tom Crean to succeed. They see the university as a whole as much more important than the coach. This, again, is about control. And so what you're talking about at Indiana, you're talking about guys like Don Fisher and Chuck Crabb while he was there, recently retired Chuck Crabb, 
Kid Klingelhofer was there for a long time. You've got guys in that athletic department. Scott Dolson, I'm not sure he's worked anywhere else, right? These are those guys. Coaches come and go. These people will be there. Tom Crean doesn't like that. Tom Crean, his level of self-immersion is so complete that it's hard it's hard to listen to him talk about Jay Wright because Jay Wright is all about other stuff. He's all about Villanova. He's all about his players. He doesn't get emotionally hysterical. He, he doesn't see everything that goes on as a threat toward him, either as a coach or a man. Tom Crean is a guy who came to Indiana making, I believe, $2.2 million a year. He left Indiana making around three and a half. He went to Georgia making three plus million a year to coach basketball at a mediocre level. I just say thank you. That's what my perspective on coaching would be. If I were Tom Crean and Dan said, what do you think of the coaching profession? I'd say, you know what? I got a whole lot of money in the bank, Dan. I got about $25 million that I've socked away. And I'm really happy to have been a college basketball coach because, by God, I got wealth I'm going to be able to pass down to my children and their children and their children. We're not billionaires, but you know what? We are going to be comfortable for the rest of our lives because these schools trusted me with their basketball programs. Maybe they made a mistake in doing so, but they paid me a hell of a lot of money to coach basketball, and I'm really glad they did. So I want to thank Indiana, I want to thank Marquette, and I want to thank Georgia for doing what they did and writing the checks with all those zeros on them. I couldn't be more thankful for that. Instead, he rails on the people who are probably making $78,000 a year and are toiling in Athens, Bloomington, Milwaukee for their entire lives, giving of themselves selflessly to their university. Tom just doesn't get it. I don't think he gets basketball, and I don't think he gets people, and I don't think he gets being an employee. i got to tell you the truth. Now I'm going to get a text from him. Those are a lot of fun. Or a phone call. Those are even more fun. All right, Ellie Patberg waved uh, Shaden Sharp. He's going to go to the NBA draft. The only reason I mention it, he didn't play a minute for Kentucky. He was there on scholarship uh, at least part of this last year. Uh, didn't play a single minute. He is going to go somewhere around number six. Pacers are going to draft somewhere between one and nine. The draft lottery, May 17th, the draft, June 23rd. I'd love to see him get Jaden Ivey, man. Bring Jaden Ivey to Indianapolis. Do it. Uh, tomorrow morning, a great Friday. What a glorious day today. Are you kidding me? I'm outside because I wanted to see, I wanted you to see that that noise that you heard yesterday is not me urinating. It is this fountain, this waterfall at our koi pond. That's what it is. And uh, we enjoy this quite a bit. It's very restful back here. At any rate, have a great rest of the day. Get out, do something, mow the lawn or something. Let's go.